Welcome to another episode of Customer Success with Fine Volley, Norway's first and only podcast about customer success. And today I have the pleasure of having a well-known figure in the customer success community as my guest, Anita Tapp. Welcome. Ah, great to be here, fam. Looking forward to a great discussion. Perfect. I've been following you for some while on LinkedIn and I'm actually a huge fan of yours and obviously really happy that you accepted to come on as a guest on my podcast. So thank you so much, Anita. Yeah, I, you're welcome. I Again, I think we're going to have a good discussion. Looking forward to uh, jumping in and hopefully your audience will be able to take some notes and uh, get some tips that they can implement immediately. I'm sure. I'm sure they will. So, Anita, you are the chief churn crusher at your own company and you are located in Canada, right? Yeah, just outside Toronto, although we have uh, team members throughout North America. Okay, perfect. Nice. You talk a lot about customer retention, and uh, in this episode, I want to learn as much as I can from you and hopefully give our audience as much value as I possibly can. So I always like to get to know my guests a little bit more personally, uh, and I'm sure our audience also would uh, would appreciate that. So I'm sure you don't really need an introduction. Uh, I'm sure people in customer success know who you are, but for those that doesn't know who you are, uh, could you just tell, just tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wasn't always in customer success. I wasn't always a chief churn crusher. Uh, that just came in the last few years. Actually, my yeah. background is in um, a university setting. I, for 14 years, I worked in a research institute at one of um, Canada's leading universities. Uh, absolutely loved it. But when the research dollars dried up, I was laid off. And I was like, okay, I've, you know, what am I going to do? So I always wanted to have my own business. I, um, Mm. so I tried a few things. Some were successful. Uh, I had two businesses that were colossal failures. Learned a lot though. (laughs) Learned a lot about what not to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then uh, slowly made my way into SaaS. And it was once I hit SaaS and I heard about churn, I was like, like I was just fascinated with it. And I realized that like those qualitative research skills that I had Mm. could be applied to solve the problem of churn. And, you know, while focusing on churn was great in the beginning, um, it's, it's the negative. It's the, you know, it's, it's, you're just looking at one single thing uh, versus looking at customer retention is the positive and it assumes you're already doing some things right. And mm. so that was the, the change, even though I keep chief churn crusher from, yeah. you know, my old focus, um, we're really now let's look at customer retention because it's much more broad rather than just focus on, you know, um, that, that negative of, of, of churn. So that's, that's why we've now moved into retention. Um, It's, it's more interesting as well. It allows you to do farm, you know, far more activities under that umbrella versus focusing on, you know, that lagging indicator churn, which is negative and it's heavy. It doesn't feel good. Exactly. Exactly. You're obviously, you know, an expert in the field. Could you maybe take us through a little bit about your, you know, your customer customer success journey? You know, could you talk a little bit about how that's been? Yeah. So I come from customer success from the outside. Um, Again, my background is academic research. Like that's where I lived and and worked for, for the majority of my career. And I absolutely loved it. 
Uh, when I started in SaaS, I found churn and that was mostly for founders. So the first few years of this business, I was focusing on helping founders reduce churn. Um, and again, I, I realized it, it just wasn't a good fit. And it was three years ago that I came across Gain, Grow, Retain. Yeah. And it was a new community. And I was like, what, what is this? I love Gain, Grow, Retain. Yeah. I, I know. I was like, it's because just prior to that, um, I'd been focusing on, again, helping founders with churn. But mm. we, we decided to make a bit of a pivot and see if we could focus on chief revenue officers. Yeah, with I, respect I, to churn. Oh, yeah. uh, it was it was like pushing a boulder up a hill. It yeah. was brutal. So you know when you're in a, a traffic jam and the and you're barely moving and you're getting frustrated and you know up ahead that yeah, you yeah. know eventually you'll get past it. Okay, well when I was focusing on ch uh, chief revenue officers, I I was sitting in the traffic jam. I'm mm. like, <laughs> okay, I have this valuable skill set. And yet I can't seem to be getting anywhere. And yeah. then when I found gain, grow, retain and customer success, hmm. that was like when you get past the blockage on the highway and it opens up and you're now, you know, oh, it, it felt like <laughs> such freedom. And yeah. it was like, oh, this is yeah. where I want to be. So it's now been three years um, since I found customer success. And it's it's the perfect intersection of, an amazing group of people, my passion and my skill set to solve a very real problem. Yeah, yeah. And, and talking to you now, Nathan, and, and following your posts on LinkedIn, I see that you're obviously really passionate about the customer retention and, and churn crushing. Um, maybe for those that doesn't know so much about qualitative, uh, qualitative research, uh, can you may, maybe explain a little bit how, how qualitative research can help retain more customers? I think that would be really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Because qualitative research is like qualitative, first of all, is a big word, right? So what yeah. does what does it mean yeah. in in practical terms? So um, we know what hard data is, numbers, metrics, right? Mm -hmm. So the qualitative, it gives you the why behind the numbers. So yeah. these are things like surveys, customer interviews, focus groups, customer advisory boards, listening tours. Um, this is where it's uh, more one-on-one -on -one activities, but are done in a structured manner so that you can start exactly. standardizing your data and getting an understanding of the patterns. Okay. So qualitative research is not to scale with the exception of surveys. It is, it is really, you're going deep. Metrics on the other hand are, are, you know, they give you an idea of the direction you're headed, but you don't yeah. really know why. Mm. So the qualitative data helps you understand the why. Why are your metrics trending the way that they are? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I said with the exception of surveys, and this is a mistake that um, I see all the time. It's one of the most common mistakes actually people make when they're trying to take qualitative data and match it to quantitative data. And that is they use surveys to try to gather information. The problem is surveys are very surface level. If you want to go deep and really get to root causes, you need to focus on other things like focus groups and customer interviews. Those are your best mm -hmm. tools to dive deep.
And then you start realizing, oh, we've got some patterns here. Well, could it be that just these, you know, 25 people that we spoke to, it's just unique to them? Or is it this customer segment that we're seeing this in? Or does this go across our entire customer base? That's when you use surveys to find out. Because you can't go, if you have, you know, 5,000 customers, you can't go and ask every single one of them individually and have, you know, a 30 minute conversation with them. So what you do is you identify those patterns from your customer interviews, from your focus groups, and then you want to validate with surveys. Yeah, yeah. Surveys go out very broadly, but it's shallow data that you get back. Do you experience this problem? Yes or no. And then you start, then you can very quickly start validating whether these patterns that you identified in that qualitative research, the deep ones, interviews, focus groups, listening tours, you want to validate is our, you know, is this true across our, our larger customer base? Then you can start making plans to take action. Yeah, really interesting, really interesting. And I don't know if this maybe touches us upon the, uh, when I did my research on you, Anita, I did a little bit of light stalking about you and I found out about the customer retention 360 system. Uh, I found it really interesting. Could you maybe tell us a little bit more about how that works? Absolutely. So um, that's that's one of our products, Customer uh, Retention 360, and yeah. it has uh, three components to it, research, strategy, and education. So the research bit is essentially what we do when we first start out with any of our clients is exactly what I, I mentioned right, you know, in this little bit right before yeah. we do customer interviews. We know, you know, anybody can have their hair cut. You can cut your hair at home. And you can cut your hair with a professional. Now, depending on, you know, where you are in your life, you might want to do it at home and maybe it's quick and easy and you do a good enough job, or you might want to go to a professional. So I just want to make this clear that when you're first starting out, it is absolutely okay to do run your own customer interviews or your own focus groups. But over time, as you know, um, you want to ensure that, you're on the right track. You're you're not accidentally, um, you know, uh, you don't have it. It's con- called confirmation bias, yeah. where the bias doesn't come in and affect your results. Um, mm. That's when you might look for an outside group to do that. Mm. So this is what we do essentially for for our clients yeah. is they hire us. We do the research. We do the analysis and then we present um, the results along with recommendations on what should be next steps. So it always starts out with research and those are um, primarily customer interviews. Yeah. Okay. Most companies have never, if they have done, they've done some, but Mm. they've not been standardized Mm. or, you know, they, they just really don't understand what the, what the process is about and, and even how to, you know, collect or sample um, their customer base to, to get, you know, the right mix so that the recommendations that are coming out of it are strong. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we do out of that. Step two is we build a customer retention strategy based on what we found in the research. research, Yeah. Mm. And then once we build that customer retention strategy, they can either implement it themselves or we can implement it for them. 
And then the last bit is um, education. We have three courses that we offer specifically for customer success. That's our, oh, um, cool. yeah, customer retention blueprint, which is for customer success leaders, yeah. helping them uh, build their own customer retention strategy if they choose that route. Um, the second is difficult customer conversations, which mm. is for customer success. And then the third is for customer support, and that's dealing with angry customers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Obviously, I, I would recommend everybody to follow Anita on LinkedIn. I, you post regularly and a lot of tips about customer retention, so I, I would I would uh, uh, recommend everybody to follow you. But do you have any, you know, some quick tips at the top of your head? If there's some Norwegian uh, customer success enthusiasts uh, listening in, you know, if you want to start with churn crushing, you want to start with retention. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any kind of quick tips? I do. And it's probably the easiest. Again, it goes back to what I know, which is research. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to have to do some <laughs> research um, on our website, um, ati.ac. Yeah. Uh, none of it's gated. So you don't need to give your email to get the resources. Um, there's, you know, 45 best questions a CSM can ask for your CSMs, but there's also how to run customer exit interviews. Okay. okay, that's more for customer success leaders. Yep. Just just go and and get that guide and you can um, see the process. Okay, so I'm not going to go through all the details. That guide has it. Um, so the biggest thing, get a small group, 10, 10 of your best customers. And that can be defined however you want to define it. And then 10 of your unhappiest customers or least successful customers. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Speak to 10 of the best or, you know, I don't want to call them the worst, but your unhappiest <laughs> and your happiest customers. Maybe we'll yeah. call it that way. 10 of your happiest customers, 10 of your unhappiest customers. Talk to both of them. Ask the exact same questions. So no more than five, because what you want to do is you really want to tell me more about that. Yeah, um, yeah. Help me understand how did it affect you? You want to ask those, those probing questions and then compare the answers you're going to find a massive difference yeah. <laughs> in not only the demographics, but the psychographics, how they think what's going on with them. And then that's your retention opportunity is the gap in between. Yeah, how yeah, do you yeah. move those unhappy customers to become happier customers? Yeah, exactly. That's really interesting. There you have it, guys. That's uh, really, you know, hands-on tips from, from Anita. That's uh, That's really interesting. You obviously you are an industry leader and uh, kind of a, I don't know if you call it yourself, but you're kind of a customer success influencer. So, which now that I have you here, I have to take advantage of uh, our time. Uh, can you just maybe tell us a little bit about which direction you think the you know customer success as a field is moving towards? That would be really interesting to hear. Oh, I would love, love love to see it properly adopted. So get support out of customer yeah. success. Um, that would be one thing. The other thing I really want to see is customer success leaders tying uh, what they do to, to revenue. So customer yeah. retention is one of those obvious things. And it's, you know, it's one thing to say we, you know, we retained this many people, we grew the accounts this much. But what does that mean for the company? What does that mean for the customers? What does it mean for other teams? Mm. And um it's being able to speak more in the language of the C-suite. So that would be the second thing 
that I would love to see. I'm, I realize I'm not quite answering your question. These are more my wishes. <laughs> yeah, but the wishes. third thing, and if I can really strongly, like we, we talk about, um, you know, breaking down silos. If there's one team where I would really, really love to see customer success make um, a strong relationship, it's not with product, it's with marketing. Because customer success is like customer information goldmine. Like no other team understands customers the same way as you do. Customer support doesn't because everything's reactive. Mm. You're getting like a, a, a bigger picture of what's going on within their company, with the individuals that you have relationships within, you know, within um, your customer base. Mm. That stuff should really be used in marketing to start attracting better customers. So even, you know, those interviews you do with those, your 10 happiest customers and your 10 unhappiest customers, that information can go to marketing. So they can start understanding, oh, wait, these are the traits and the way, you know, the traits, the goals, the wants, the needs of our happiest customers. Well, how can we put that into the market, into our marketing so we can start attracting more of those types of people? Mm. Like it benefits customer success tremendously (laughs) to have better fit customers attracted right from the start versus trying to, you know, uh, take a poor customer and somehow make them into a a better customer. It it likely will never happen. And you just end up burning out and frustrating yourself. Completely agree. Yeah. So that alignment with the marketing, you think that's important in the years to come? Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit of a bonus question at the end. Um, what do you think about the, you know artificial intelligence, Chat GPT? It's uh, do you think that has a place in customer success? How can you you know use that maybe? Okay, so you can see me on camera, but other people can't. I'm gonna do a little happy dance. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I am like. Yeah. So incredibly excited by it. Um, I think if it's used properly, and I think this is going to be the big warning, is that um, I know even for myself, what mm-hmm. I have done is created personas and then ask okay. chat GPT questions around how can I best communicate this and it will help me craft an email. Now, I'm not going to take that email and send it out directly, but it's really been helpful in terms of just getting a good understanding of what I should, you know, put in those communications. Because A, you've got different customer segments that um, need, you know, more personalized information to them. And then you have also just, you know, different age groups. I'm Gen X. What I want to hear or how I communicate is going to be different than millennials or generation alpha or whoever's coming next. I'm, I'm like terrible at remembering <laughs> yeah. Gen Z, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're, you're tailoring things on two levels. I think in terms of communication, it is excellent. It is fast. You just literally copy and paste those things in and it will spit it out. You don't need to sit and type these emails out anymore, these communications out. It can help with video. It can help with all sorts of things. Um, It can also help you create processes as well. And so um, Update AI and Mickey Powell uh, just had an excellent webinar. I watched it. I took notes on how you can create tasks 
in uh, GPT to to speed up everything that you do. Um, I would I would recommend checking that that out as well if you want to have a a quick look see on how it can help you. Yeah, but I'm I, like all for it, all for it. Interesting. I can I can put a link in the episode description. Uh, yeah, uh, please do. Like I found it really interesting. Um, yeah. what he's done and he makes a customer success specific. So cool. this is not general. This yeah, is very perfect. much tailored to customer success. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, we'll link. I can link it in the episode on Spotify. Great. Really, really cool. Great, Anita. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to be to be a guest on my podcast. Really, it's been it has been really enlightening and and fun talking to you. Yeah, and there's just one thing I want to uh, leave your guests with. Uh, this is sort of like our uh, the big slogan we use, and that is happy customers equals happy business. So you've like got that. to understand what makes those happy customers. And if you want to validate, you got a gut feeling, you want validation, go interview. <laughs> if you, you know, if you want insight because you're not sure of something, go interview. You can either hire someone to do it or you can do it yourself. Um, depending on, on, you know, the maturity stage of your business. But the point is that you've got to get into your customers' heads. And the only way to do that is by speaking directly with them and surveys don't count. (laughs) That's not a conversation. A survey is not a conversation. You want to have actual conversations with them. There's chat GPT AI, not yet. (laughs) You can't rely on it to do it, but for right now, that's the best way you can do it. So even one a week. If you can make that commitment to one a week for for 20 minutes, the information you're going to gather is going to really start um, helping you get clarity on next moves and how you can improve your retention. That's really, really great tips, uh, Anita. And I think that's a, a good way to end the episode. Happy customers, happy business. So, uh, so with that, I wish everyone a great day and uh, I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.